on an old sweater of mine recently that yeah, I, I was gonna seen. say you got a kind of a cool ant vibe <laughs> going <laughs> going on see i thought you were gonna say like english professor but oh okay <laughs> you just need some wine in your hand and this kind of looks they... like a wine glass oh yeah kind of <laughs> with like an invisible stem there you go i actually never understood having um stems on on glasses and cups i actually do know a little bit about this the, it has the something reason... to do with temperature right when you it's exactly it's so you it. can hold it from the bottom or hold it from the stem so your hand doesn't heat the glass which can change the uh the 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 hoity-toityness hoity-toity to use exact terminology <laughs> the hoity-toityness of the wine experience Brothers of a Grand Venture. Welcome to episode 55 of the Lasercomb Podcast, the show where we comb through random episodes of classic television with a fine tooth laser. I am the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm NeoCal, your other host. And uh, this week on the Lasercomb Podcast, we are continuing on with our long delayed at this point. Uh, long, long delayed. I was looking. At the, at the time of recording, it is uh, January 3rd of 2023, and our last episode of this show was November 29th of 2022. Ooh. So we're, we're a little behind on this for uh, one reason or another, but we are continuing on with our long-delayed theme of Patreon-sponsored shows. And this week, we are watching a show pitched to us by our longtime Patreon subscriber and listener, Josh. Shout out to you. Uh, and the show that he wanted us to cover was a little show called The Venture Brothers. Yeah, that ghost sound I made earlier was because the show's coming back from the grave. Like, it's a ghost. Yeah. yeah. It you is. Know, I, that's I, why I, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm glad you told me why. Uh, otherwise, I would have never known. <laughs> the best jokes, the ones that need explanation. Um, yeah, we're doing uh, Season 5, Episode 1 of Venture Bros. Which I believe, uh, when we put it through the old random number generator, was episode 81 overall. Yeah, something like that. It's definitely the episode we were supposed to watch. And uh, the episode's title is, What Color Is Your Clean Suit? Uh, brown. Brown. Definitely brown. I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so... Listeners, uh, just to start the episode off with a bit of a uh apology as you can probably hear i do not sound myself 
I've had a sore throat now for about two weeks. Left side of my throat has just been absolutely on fire. Uh, so I'm doing the best I can, but uh, we, there may come to a point in this episode where we have to uh, cut things short because my voice just might blow out. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's been working on his blues uh, album while he can before his voice goes completely out. Yeah. With my orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> we have the fun. <laughs> we have the funds for it. An orchestra. Uh, uh, Scatman Siege and his uh, <laughs> Scatman Siege and his uh, all and his uh, all cool dudes orchestra. Scatman Siege and the and the pink elephants <laughs> or something. I don't know. It, that, that's kind kind of appropriate, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I said that without even thinking. Uh, I do see some pink elef elephants a lot in my life, let me tell you. And uh, so. So, uh, uh, Cal, tell, tell, tell me a little bit about the Venture Brothers. What is, pre pretend that I'd never seen it before today. All because right. I, because I hadn't. Uh, what's a good way to summarize it? It is kind of a, it's very... Adult Swim, very, what if, uh, what's that old, uh, what's that old cartoon with the, you can tell we don't do any research for the show. Um, uh, the I was, of mysteries, uh, I was reading that all of the characters of this show are, or most of the main characters are based on characters from Johnny Quest. That that's, I always forget that. I don't know why Johnny Quest. But it's like, oh, what if Johnny Quest became an adult and he's messed up because of how uh, moving around the globe and not receiving love from his father. And then he had a family of his own kind of shtick. Right. And what does it mean to be like fabulously wealthy and have the rules not apply to you and not understand family structure and not understand mental health and uh let's put all of the superhero and tv tropes like upside down and what if dr venture was actually the <laughs> the villain and and all the villains are more moral than <laughs> than the good guy of the show and uh it has a people either have no idea what it is it seems or it's their favorite show and like nothing in between. <laughs> so what is the Venture Brothers uh, about exactly? Like what is the basic plot? Uh, the basic plot. Um, Dr. Venture and his two kids, Hank and Dean, um, interact with their crumbling... Um, like foundation, they're crumbling like company and trying to like make money, going on adventures, um, getting in trouble and getting their uh, bodyguard to bail them out of said trouble. Okay. <clears throat> okay. And their father um, having ego problems, but also accidentally being inventing new things here or there just to uh just to scrape by and this is a good 
standalone episode, though it's very weighty, of what Venture Bros is, but it also suffers from that. Um, it suffers from the uh, many seasoned um, cartoon fan base of if you this is the first episode you're jumping into perhaps it's a lot to take in <laughs> uh and we'll discuss that as we as we go throughout the show but basically this is the first episode of season five it's wrapping up what happened at the end of season four i have not seen all of the venture bros um but i can piece together what had kind of happened at the end of uh, the previous season. Oh, prior, uh, prior to today, this. prior to today, I had never seen any of the Venture Brothers. Uh, yeah, you I had was, heard of it. But... I had heard of it. Uh, my biggest familiarity was with it was um, the the it came on ten years ago now, but uh, Poker Night Two on Steam. It had characters like Strong Bad and Ash from Evil Dead, and it had Patrick Warburton's character from. Uh, uh, from the Venture Brothers, and it had Sam and Max. It was made by Telltale Games. Uh, that was my uh, that that was my only real sense of familiarity with the Venture Brothers. Oh, that was Telltale. Interesting. It was Telltale, yeah. Huh. Eh. Well, interesting. Patrick Warburton. I love, I love me <laughs> some Patrick Warburton. Let me tell you. He's barely in the episode. <laughs> he is. I was disappointed. <laughs> He's uh, very often the focal point of a lot of episodes, but there's so much going on here. I, 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 I definitely got um, Archer vibes from this show. Like it's this uh, is pre. You know what? Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, this like is this like show, this show, Archer, Archer. Th this show would belong in the same programming block as Archer. Well, indeed, you could say that this ended up setting up that league of heroes kind of comedy slice of life that is Archer. Yeah, you could say this kind of paved the way for that show to have existed um oddly enough i i do like venture bros um might get us uh canceled but i don't like archer well it uh, uh, i gave it the old maximal try even well it uh might might also get us canceled in, in say me saying that uh I, I like archer didn't necessarily feel the same way about the venture brothers <laughs> and seeing this episode and jumping into it um this isn't for somebody that hasn't watched every single episode. This is for the fans that have watched every single episode. So that being said, we can uh, we can give you a little synopsis, a little little breakdown of it. Uh, yeah, everyone's waking up for uh, a rad from a rad party at the beginning, and it kind of cascades you with a, a ton of uh, characters. Right. Um, they can be overwhelming. And uh, some people are wearing some uh, outfits from a faction that I guess doesn't exist anymore. Again, I haven't watched all of Venture Bros, but I do. It's one of those things that like, I plan on watching it from the beginning. 
and yeah um what ends up happening i think dean yeah dean gets dropped off by uh again apologies for super fans of the show but he gets dropped off by like a phantom rider or someone gets dropped off by some like superhero on like a, a black horse um maybe that's supposed to be a reference to uh johnny cash or or something like that yeah i, I have no idea and he's uh yeah, he's pissed <laughs> off and he goes through a dark uh era he goes through a moody like messy hair uh kind of dark clothes phase and it does remind me a lot of the mid 2000s like the kids that decided to be like punk or emo adjacent well this show started in the uh in the Let's early 2000s actually yeah. no the, the show started in like 2003 but this uh episode is actually from 2013. yeah i was gonna say this is much later because like the the show despite based on some like limited research that i did despite only lasting seven seasons it actually ran from like 20 uh, 2003 to like 2020 or something like that uh, yeah the, this episode was, it was quite stretched out it was quite stretched out yes yes this episode originally aired on june 2nd 2013 forgot to mention that <laughs> um and yeah it was quite stretched out i think that's the reason i never i just stopped watching it at some point and then didn't realize there was like a season four and five that it was still going on yeah <laughs> yeah uh it's kind of like i had no idea uh trailer park bros uh was like picked up by netflix until like like two seasons had already been made <laughs> oh yeah trailer park boys is still going on netflix i think yeah has a huge fan fan base uh so what one thing i remember early on in the episode is we're at some like airport hangar like called like sphinx or something like that yeah and we got yeah. we got we got patrick warburton and he's talking to this uh this dude whose name is 21. yeah let's let's just call him 21. uh he used to work for the monarch he's the guy that talks like this yeah, and has monarch, like the butterfly yeah. and the monarch theme. calls him 21. exactly and he left because he was tired of uh his growing um responsibilities in the company and his continuous continuously being referred to as a henchman despite his importance um but monarch wow. has a huge wow bro. that's not relatable at all <laughs> <laughs> right um and uh monarch's like oh 21 will be back any minute now and he refuses to believe that like his best bud like his like only friend uh his her, game of thrones he, buddy who his game of thrones <laughs> buddy um isn't actually just like going to come back after like infiltrating uh yeah i got the i got the impression later on in the episode that uh monarch thinks that 21 is just based as infiltrated sphinx to like be like a spy basically but 21 is actually like no i bro i actually got a good thing going on here don't don't ruin this for me yeah like there's <laughs> a union and everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> but then it's revealed uh very shortly that like their funding was cut or the organization's like shutting down or whatever and um uh patrick warburton throws throws him the the keys 
And I yeah, guess so, he's like the only employee left. Yeah, so Patrick Warburton and a bunch of other people take off in a plane and um, he gives uh, 21 the, the keys to the building. And he's like, well, what do I do? And Patrick Warburton's like, well, rent, rent. I can't do a Patrick Warburton. But he's like, basically, the, the rent's paid up for the rest of the year. So, you know, do whatever you want. Rent's paid up for the rest of the year. You can do whatever you want, chum. That's a pretty good Patrick Warburton. Rolls him the keys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And uh, coincidentally, uh, it's we like... We gotta do that live-action Tick TV series from, like, 2001 at some point. The one yeah, that starred um, Patrick Warburton. I haven't seen any of that, too, so... I would... I would do the, that. the guy who plays... Who later went on to play the mayor of Gotham in uh, The Dark Knight played a character named Batman Will in that show. Oh, amazing. Which I thought, which I thought was hysterical. I'm like, so the guy who played Batman Will... <laughs> Like goes on a few years later to become the mayor of Gotham. That's City. pretty fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what you were saying is, um, oh yeah, everyone's waking up after uh, quite the banger, right? And they leave him behind. And uh, what ends up happening? Um, what drives this plot is, <clears throat> um, Doctor Venture gets a call. It's from his brother um who is way more charismatic intelligent and industrious but kind of like looks up to uh, what why can't i remember his full name i always just called him doc, doc dr venture. venture is fine with me dr ventures yeah can you tell it's been years and years and years like it's literally been like over a decade since i've watched this fucking show <laughs> um but uh yeah, his brother's like, oh, yeah, that, um, uh, like, energy shield, like, space shield or whatever uh, is due. And uh, re remember the thing I contracted you for, like, a couple of years ago? Anyways, yeah, the, uh, the walk around is in a few months. And I haven't gotten, like, a prototype or, like, anything from you at all and i was just uh checking in and then immediately he's all like what and he turns on his like razor and starts hammering and he's all like oh can't hear you got like stasis field like full full swing in the factory here gonna have to talk talk to you later bye and that's the uh dilemma of the episode is that he's been paid for and contracted for like a some sort of like space um uh sci-fi uh what do they call them in star trek not stasis field uh uh help me out here i i don't know what you mean she just shields i guess they're just called shields Energy shields, shields yeah yeah something like that <clears throat> and um he's all like okay we're gonna have to get to uh the bottom of this and he kind of goes to his employees and He ends and he's up like, forming, yeah, we're going to have to figure it out. He ends up forming like a different group of uh, different groups of uh, lab workers based on the color of their uniforms. So what he ends up doing is he gets Dean to <laughs> go to and his the, college. The, the specials. <laughs> the specials. He gets Dean to go to his college and um, kind of like open up like a free internship for like physicists right like like come and work under the amazing dr venture 
Right. And uh, then we find up, uh, and there's a girl that meets up with him. Who's a meet? There's an immediately some some attraction going on there. And uh, yeah, all these geeks. Hey, up, as far as cartoon characters go, I'd be into this chick too. It, it, even Christopher with the knows my partner, and that she's very similar to. <laughs> to yeah, even with the forearms and the no hair. Later on, and I'm like, you know what, the forearmed like elf, like Vulcan, alien look. I'm, I'm still, I'm still there, man. Um, and uh, yeah, all the uh, the unpaid interns show up. Uh, they try to give a rousing speech. Doesn't work. His military like advisor like comes in and he's like all right maggots listen up this is how you do a oh uh sergeant hatred that's what it was hatred yeah. this is how you do a peps speech and uh they boo him away too and he's like okay okay enough um you're gonna be separated into and they're all wearing different colored uh 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 clean suits yeah, right? yeah. like lab suit uh lab suits ready uh, hey, hence the Hence the uh, the title of the episode. Yeah. And meanwhile, Dean is like, hey, I want my own room. And it's like, okay, well, the, all, that big abandoned like dome, you can have that. Clean it up and run it yourself and we'll, we'll see what we can do. And so it's kind of like a teenage rebellion episode slash um, social commentary <laughs> episode, which... Is every episode of Venture Bros? I guess. And then people start mutating later in the episode and they form. Yeah, their what own do we got? We got of... the white suits, the orange suits, which are. What are they split up into? I, I, I got to be perfectly honest. I had a really hard time following what was going on in this show. It, it kind of just felt like like a series of things happening. That's fair. Feels very random, but yeah, basically the uh, the green suits are like the the techies, the researchers. The orange suits are like the like the engineers and like the muscle. And then I think it was the green suits are the the special the specials. And everyone else laughs. And there's only a few specials, like ten, and they're like, "Hey, hey, the specials are my personal assistants." And then we find because they're because they're all better than you. Because they're all better than you. And completely not ironically, but to the viewer, ironically, um, there is a purposefully built by Dr. Venture, like class <laughs> breakup <laughs> of the three different groups, right? Yeah. Um, and then as everything starts to go awry and they get the mutations you speak of, the orange suits, they start like physically mutating and Kind of like Morlocks versus um, uh, in the time machine. There's like the really smart ones on the surface that are eaten by the like the dumb, but like physically like brutish ones. Morlocks, right? Yeah, whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just kind of Doctor Ventures, just kind of like sipping martinis and like like sitting back and trying to stall for time while trying to make all of these uh, university students like do the job for him oh and he like shows up every now and then to to see if they're doing a decent job there's this really weird soil and green reference about 
like the 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 orange suits ones who have turned into these big like hulking creatures that just eat like green green suit that's like that's all like that's all they want to eat is like green green suit. students and they're like green oh, what students what is that we we don't have green students on the menu and then um yeah um uh what was it hatred yeah sergeant hatred yeah sergeant hatred ends up finding out that uh um student green is made out of people it's it that's very forced the it, joke it, doesn't no the joke didn't land for me it i, I saw what they were it was going a little for cringe but the it, thing is when it, they reveal maybe, the I was joke like, I was they like, do the punchline like right away <laughs> and it's like okay they don't run with that the whole episode isn't based on it but no it's, no but it, it's, for me it was a like really like forced reference that like kind of fell flat on its face yeah um at one point 21 in sergeant hatred uh because literally i guess um uh sphinx <laughs> is like across the street where they share like a property line because he's like going around like picking up garbage or something like that and they have like a little standoff <laughs> there's this moment where um we get introduced to dr girlfriend Ah, uh, yes. Uh, what a good intro for C Christopher Siege to meet the monarch and <laughs> Dr. Girlfriend. And um, because he also has not watched. <laughs> you also weren't a fan of or haven't watched Game of Thrones. No, I've watched all of Game of Thrones. Oh, you, you've watched it all? I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but like I liked the You're show enough to I, I liked the, the show enough to watch through it. Yeah, uh, that's where I am. Yeah, I. It was more of a, a mocking, uh, a, a mocking amusement to stick it out the last two seasons. <laughs> like I wasn't offended or bothered or like outraged by how bad it was. I was like, well, it was a show. It was a show that I watched through the years because I had partners who liked it. And that's everyone else was talking about it. So yeah, and I was like, yeah, okay, this is like this is compelling enough to watch yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh what what ends up happening here uh so yeah we get introduced to dr girlfriend and uh who is the the girlfriend of this like uh mr monarch guy or whatever his name is <laughs> mr the monarch <laughs> mr the monarch <laughs> sure. uh and they seem like they're gonna get busy but like he's talking about game of thrones yeah and... he's dressed like cal drago Oh, right, right. And he's she dressed thought, like she comes she, in. She, yeah, she, he's dressed like Cal Drogo from uh, Game of Thrones, and she comes in uh, dressed as Rocky Balboa. And this actually made me chuckle. This was actually the landing joke for me. I was like, "This is this is fucking good." <laughs> and. and and uh so he's like well what do you do it like why are you dressed like that and she's like well uh like i'm dressed as rocky balboa and, and he's like no i like I, i'm dressed as, and she's like because you're dressed as ivan drago and he's like no i'm not dressed as ivan drago i'm dressed as cal drogo and she's like who the fuck is cal drogo she's like what's a cal drogo yeah and, 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 and he's, he's like not what who <laughs> you should know this we watched game You're of thrones supposed together to be my khaleesi <laughs> and she's like no we didn't and he's like well yeah we did she's like no you watched that with 21. <laughs> that's another uh thing that i i like like mixing up who you watch the show with right because i mean things like that do actually happen 
all the time. IRL. In yeah, <laughs> in the okay, so Ready Player Two, which is the second the sequel to Ready Player One. Uh oh. Uh, Ernest Klein tries to push that people when they say IRL, they say in the Earl. Oh. And I'm like, that's not a thing, Ernest. That's that's not a thing. Don't try to make that a thing. Go back people to say saving... IRL, like aged millennials, like Siege and I, but nobody says in the Earl. Go back to saving Christmas, Ernest. <laughs> wow, there's a... <laughs> <laughs> Go back to saving Christmas. I liked the Halloween one myself. Ernest scared stupid. I've only ever seen it once. Uh, I really liked Ernest Saves Christmas when I was growing up, but I went and revisited it, revisited it, I think about like 15 years or so ago. And I was like, this movie is fucking stupid. I did not like that when I was younger, that one. And that's to say there's a big quality difference in all of them, but that none of them are terrific. Yeah. That being said, there there's still a big difference in the the Ernest movie. I think Ernest Goes to Camp is probably the best one, and I think that's the first one. Like Ernest Goes to Camp, I like Ernest Scared Stupid. Ernest Goes uh, to Jail. That one's really dumb. There's one where he has like an evil like twin. Is that Ernest Goes to Jail? I think that's Ernest Goes to Jail. Yeah, he has yeah, an evil and twin. He gets, like, he had... electricity powers at one yeah because they put him on the electric chair and he starts like throwing like lightning bolts and shit like that movie's right really stupid wow. movie's really stupid but it knows what it is yeah and uh yeah this this knows what it is um what ends up happening do they end up doing oh no um two helpers come in he has two like little people as like his uh new like right hand men yeah. but they one comes in and he's like i pity the fool and, yeah. and he's like no not now <laughs> <laughs> and then another one I like that they both don't agree on what is sexy either it's like what's sexy about being like a boxer and he's like what no you're supposed to be my Khaleesi <laughs> and she's like what's so sexy about being a Khaleesi <laughs> they don't see eye to eye on that one I don't know I think I'm I think I'm more with Dr. Girlfriend here I'd I'd be more into what she's got going on. Yeah, um, an unwashed, um, unbathed uh, horse riding do desert dude. Um, but it could also just be that uh, Doctor Girlfriend looks better in her outfit than <laughs> than the monarch. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a fan of Doctor Girlfriend. Lots of uh, lots of cosplay photos out there. I discovered in Honey, doing. A... You you used to watch Game of Thrones with twenty one. <laughs> oh right, one of the little people comes in and is like, "You're a bum, Rocky." <laughs> <laughs> right, and she's like, "Not now, <laughs> not now." All right, let's uh, jump ahead. Oh, there's like a, a reference to um, uh, Sergeant Hatred. Uh, sees um, like bad things are happening to the students. They're getting um, like vaporized. They're getting like mutants. Um, the orange are eating the green. Uh, <laughs> um, there's like societal, like sci-fi, like rapid paced, like 
clan clans like forming um and yeah and, and sergeant hatred sees like a, a dr manhattan kind of like blue like person phasing in and out of reality yeah meanwhile i think his uh dr venture's brother like calls and he's all like yeah so we're uh we're still good right for the uh the viewing tomorrow and he's like tomorrow no like it's in two days and he's like it's supposed to be on on friday and he's like it's it's thursday afternoon bro (laughs) and (laughs) i'll see you tomorrow click (laughs) and it's like oh man i've been there i've been there where it's like what are you talking about it's like tuesday and people are like oh where are you there's like we're recording now or we're like doing this thing i'm like oh shit (laughs) it's the wrong day yeah, I I used to be really good at keeping track of like days and dates and time and all of that until uh, uh well until I ended up on the the work schedule that I'm on right now and uh well not so much anymore. Nanaimo uh uh has a way of uh just kind of making the days uh blur together and uh <laughs> it 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 does, yeah. <laughs> And the gray, it, it's always either like like six a.m. or six p.m. There, like if you wake up and like the sun, like the, the sky is a little bit gray. You're, who knows what time of day it is? Because the sky is always gray there. <laughs> okay, that's enough shitting on uh, <laughs> our There's never some of enough. our hometowns. Never There's enough. N- never <laughs> enough shitting on Nanaimo, the island shithole. Yeah, and as um, Dean... come to refer to it as there. There's this one bit where um, uh, there's this glasses guy. Girl. No, I was gonna say there's this like little guy who's like trying to join some like supervillain guild oh. or something, <clears throat> and like the two guys that he like try- ends up bribing into letting him join, they make a Highlander reference. Yeah, um, he's like, oh, w- welcome. Uh... Welcome to my humble abode. Uh, please come and have a a seat in my. Oh, what is it? It's like my my inset uh, couch. Um, as uh, a replica, as seen on the nineteen eighty blah 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 movie Highlander. And I was like, well, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I, I I heard the reference, but like what he says is in the nineteen eighty three cult film Highlander. Movie came out in '86. Where is this? We we calling out. Also, the, these these people are supposed to be like hyper nerds that are obsessed with like pop culture and sci-fi. Right. Did they get the year wrong? I I'm like ninety five percent sure they they said nineteen eighty three, but that movie came out in '86. <laughs> I know Checkmate. because I'm I am a big Highlander fan. I have a Highlander tattoo on my arm. <laughs> I'm just going yeah. to try and show. Oh, it's not really oh. work. No. Here we are. Oh, there. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Briefly, there you Audio can see it. Audio listeners just listening and hearing. Oh, oh there, <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, when did this um, turn into a porno? Emo, <laughs> emo Dean is like, hey, uh, Dad, you need to like check this out, and she like stands up and she's like, I promise this isn't anything sexual, but um. Just, just bear with me. And she like got, unzips her. I got kind of Daria vibes from this girl. Right. Um, and she kind of talks like this. Uh, 
and she unzips it and she's got like two like Baby almost arms. working like little arms coming out of her torso underneath her normal arms yeah and i like dr venture's like response because i'm kind of seeing a lot of elon <laughs> in this guy and he's like so what it, it itches like do you want a bomb or <laughs> it's like are they vestigial can you like move them because I, I need to put you in construction maybe you can put, get those arms uh to put those arms to good use i didn't have these arms yesterday and now i do that's all he's i'm like, saying <laughs> yeah yeah move, move, move along yeah and he's just trying to brush it under the the rug and brush it he does <laughs> and, she, and what ends up happening is she ends up having like some kind of uh thing with whatever like the the main dude is that the young guy i don't remember his name dean dean they kind of have some a little little bit of a thing oh going. he says come let us retire to my sunken lounge as seen in the 1983 movie Highlander. There you go. <laughs> 1983. So he does say 1983. Yeah. Which is not when that movie came out. You discuss I'm... business. So basically he's joining the Seagull organization. Uh, the the villain of this. Um, but he just buys his way in. Oh, yeah. well, normally there's a three-month waiting period and your first villain arch isn't chosen by you. And he's all like, oh, and they're like, what is your power? Like, we noticed your name is Cloud or what? It... Yeah, St. Cloud. There we go. And it's like, St. Cloud, so um, what's your what's your villain name? And he goes by his real name. Augustus St. Cloud. And they're like, oh, going with the real name. Like real Lex Luthor vibe. So what, you like control the weather or like you can change the shape of clouds? He's like, I'm ridiculously opulently wealthy. <laughs> That's the supervillain power. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I have more money than I could burn. <laughs> What's your superpower? I'm rich. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Lex Luthor, Batman... You could say yes, ultimate detective, yes, super geniuses, right? Like, but ultimately they're like extravagantly wealthy and they're not able to pursue the things that they do if they weren't like ridiculously wealthy. Yeah, it's be it's because it's of their being wealth. rich. Like yeah. it, it, it's being Batman's rich. Batman's power is being rich. Yeah, that <laughs> that that's why he's able to get shit done. Yeah, and it's like, oh, well, he trained with ninjas, and he, yeah, it'd be nice to, like, take a retreat and go leave for 10 years and study with ninjas. Oh, well, like, oh, blah, 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 and, like, the, the Batmobile and all of these things. Again, you think he just found the Batcave and made all those tunnels himself? No. How much do you think it paid? He paid off the construction workers to keep that hush. <laughs> I always wondered that. It's like, okay, he made the Batcave. There must be contractors out there that are like, wait a second. Didn't we make like a really spooky, big, like... Uh, he, he would have to <laughs> he would have to make them sign like ironclad non-disclosure agreements. Like there's a suicide capsule in your molars. And what? while you're saying the words that come out of your mouth, if cave and... Bat. Bruce Wayne and Bat and Bruce ever Wayne. come out within like 
30 seconds of each other. <laughs> Suicide <laughs> cyanide capsule bursts and you die. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Batman could have been pretty villainous. Yeah, yeah, so me and the boys, uh, you know, back like uh, 10 years ago, we were uh uh, we were contracted by this guy named Bruce Wayne to build this series of uh, caves uh, underneath his mansion. And, you know, there were a bunch of bats down there and, and, and uh, just explodes. Oh, the head Because <laughs> they have Suicide Squad bombs yeah. in <laughs> And, uh, well, uh, dies. And then Bruce Wayne cover just like up. calls up uh, Amanda Wall, uh, uh, Amanda Waller on his cell phone, and he's just like, "Thank, thanks again for those uh, for those Task Force X uh, uh, neck bombs that you loaned me." No problem. <laughs> we scratch each other's back, <laughs> as rich people do. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, like Wayne Wayne Industries, there's there's definitely CD bullshit going on there. Well, and they I touched mean, like, on that in uh, Batman Begins, which I kind of liked. Like, as soon as Bruce Wayne left, like, as soon as Bruce Wayne's parents died and then, like, he left, like, uh, Wayne Industries got very corrupt. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back and he's like, sup, bitches, I'm alive. They were like, oh, well, you don't run things around here anymore. Yep. Or do I? And he's like, well, actually, I do. Fuck you, Rutger Hauer. <laughs> so what ends up happening to Dean's girlfriend here? Uh, she kind of gets like... She gets four arms and a cone head. And like a coned head, a very pale, translucent skin and like blue veins. Her eyes are like big and green. She becomes Essentially telepathic. becomes an alien. Oh, and telepathic. And she's like, oh, we can communicate like with our minds. Try it, Dean. And he tries and he's all like, oh, geez, I've never touched boobs before. Uh, like, are they soft or are some like super soft? And she's like, Dean, focus. Oh, uh, geez. Oh, should I kiss her? Should I ask her if she's going to kiss her? Or should I be manly and just kiss her? <laughs> Potato chips, plastic bag. And like, basically he can't. And yeah. it, it fits the character. It's like, oh, if you communicate and you need to focus, then it makes sense that all he's thinking about is like sexual shit. And she's yeah. like, okay, let's just talk normally. <laughs> yeah, and later but on, she can... there, there, there's like uh, the there, there becomes like this entire like tribe of these mutants, like people who have mutated, and uh, Sergeant Hatred ends up getting who grows boobs. Like that's his oh, mutation. His mutation is that he's growing boobs, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, uh, potential girlfriend. Uh, talks dean into challenging their leader yeah because everyone else is uh is a follower and things are getting out of hand yeah and he tries to do the whole are getting eaten <laughs> he, he tries to do the whole like uh uh mind meld thing with dean as well and like dean is just thinking about like something about poop and he's like oh god oh i hope he doesn't punch punch me i might poop oh god actually I'm, i might poop right now is that poop and he's like, wow, you suck at this. <laughs> and Daria's like, I know, right? <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, is, I know, yeah. And she's like, yeah, he's kind of bad at this. Meanwhile, in the monarch's hive, uh, Dr. Girlfriend, who is s single-handedly responsible for any of the brilliant or 
intelligent things that happen right for the monarch and his men uh she's a scientist she has like seven phds and one of them's genealogy and she's studying um the oh i forgot the forgot about the time the monarch like hops the fence to go and talk to 21 and 21's like my name's gary or something like that and he's like yeah i, I left I, get I out of here and he's like ah good alias 21. yeah i i had mentioned this this scene yeah. earlier <laughs> He's, yeah, because you were like, what does he say? He's, I got something good going here. Yeah, yeah. I'm not part of the organization anymore. Ah, yes, Sphinx. Good cover. And I think Hatred, like, shoots at the ground with a rifle, and it's like, hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> go, go on, get. And I think that's funny that there's, they're like neighbors that are like, ah, like just rich neighbors that are, like, pretending, like, like to being rivals with each other but don't actually like kill each other in any way when they could it kind of reminds me of like the like classic like um like neighbors disputing over like taken to like an, an absurd level but like neighbors who will dispute over like city bylaw things like this tree is three feet in over oh, stretching three feet over into my property you need to cut the whole thing down well actually i don't need to cut the whole thing down i only need to cut down the branch that's stretching over into your property good sir actually we don't need to cut the whole thing down we only need to cut the branches but it's <laughs> but it's blocking the view it's blocking it blo the view it blocks the sun throughout most of the day well, you see, that's not really my problem because it's still on my property and like, and you know, that the sun sounds it, like a you problem sounds like a you <laughs> problem. And like the, the sunlight, you know, no one owns the sun. All right. Good buddy. <laughs> hey, uh, didn't you, uh, borrow my, uh, shovel last week and I have to go. <laughs> um, yeah, that's. That's what it feels like. Pretty right? sure I loaned you the the final season of Lost like six months ago. Gonna need that back. Gonna you know, need that back. You know the yeah. You know the the wife hasn't seen it yet, and gonna need that back. <laughs> uh, and what what ends up happening is uh, like there's a scene where Doctor Girlfriend's like in sleepwear or something. Her hair's in a towel, and she's like looking at one of the clean suits analyzing their dna i guess um the monarch stole one of the, the clean suits and it's like yeah there's like mutated dna all over this thing and he's like ah what schemes have dr venture gone up to as if he's doing it on purpose he's like he's making a super soldier army i need you to get on mutating our henchmen into super soldiers and then she kind of makes a joke where she's all like, oh, but I didn't get enough sleep. And if I science too long, my throat, my voice gets all raspy. And I'm, I like that. There's constant jokes. Um, I like the jokes that allude to nobody really noticing that her voice is like that. Right. <laughs> it comes up like here or there. Um, but it's like one of those things that I think is funnier when it's not like never never addressed it's like, like who's that character uh gilda in uh gravity falls it, uh, one, is of, that it? Uh, one of mabel's friends this big like hulking like girl who has this like super like deep like dude voice 
but it's it's just her voice yeah it's just her yeah. voice <laughs> <laughs> and um what ends up happening is the monarch thinks that dr girlfriend is going to work on like a, a serum but she's secretly working on something else uh yada 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 we're gonna jump ahead a little bit oh um quiz boy he's like little guy that know it all um his oh, the, superpower the guy, is that he's the eye patch yeah yeah his superpower is that he well he's he's rival with um augustus saint cloud um and i guess dr venture had sold an important piece of equipment to him and every once in a while he set he calls up saint cloud to sell him some nerd shit to <laughs> to make some money to pay the rent and <laughs> and the bills and stuff like that but all of his a-team uh dr venture's a-team realized that they need some of the equipment that they sold to saint cloud so they have to go get it and they try to sneak in like like burglars uh, that doesn't go well. Fucking lot happens in this episode. A lot happens. Um, a man-eating plant tries to eat them. He's like, no, no, spit them out. And we get to see his villain outfit. And then there's a commentary. He's like, ah, I see you have a run-of-the-mill domestic albino. Mm, I have one of the much more rarer Asian albinos myself. And I fucking, I fucking lolled at that one. <laughs> And what ends up happening is he's like, you, you owe me exactly 100 pennies. That's how much you outbid me on eBay for this collector's item. So the joke that, oh, the, he's this rival stems from, they were on a kid's uh, like quiz show, like where in the world is Carmen Sandiego or something. Yep. And quiz boy ended up winning, but saint mcleod always thought that like he was actually right and that's their rivalry <laughs> and so he wants him to eat the pennies he's like listen to your hench listen to your sidekick and eat the pennies and he's like hey i'm not a sidekick and he's like dude quiz boy just eat the goddamn pennies and then we can go and he's like no i challenge you so they have like a a winner takes all like one question recreation of the set from the show and it's like oh in that room how many robots are there and it's like four actually there are five and then some star trek like nerd stuff comes in it's referred to as a probe or probes or intelligent machine or artificial intelligence but not a robot you must acquit curse you quiz boy and so they get that as well as a bunch of other stuff from him. He's he's a man of much wealth, but his word is his bond. And I really like that he basically looks like Magneto, but he has a cloud around the helmet with <laughs> lightning bolts coming out. And I'm like, I like that. That's that's good. So Dr. Venture, everyone's like, dude, you've been dragging your ass, so you need to make an antidote like pronto we have 24 hours everybody's got deadlines like we need to fix this dean's challenging like the the leader to i think they just call it challenge he has come for challenge um and dr venture is not doing anything and he thinks he ends up making an antidote 
actually Dr. Girlfriend that ends up saving the day. So I'm going to jump forward to what ends up happening. Dean does, does challenge. And who is your second? And he challenges one of the four-armed guys and uh, who's second. Like if you can't duel or if you get injured or six, they fight in your name. Um, and it's like a giant, like King Croc kind of. Yeah, he dude. chooses. Uh, he chooses. Um, uh, Sergeant Hatred. And Dean second. chooses. Dean should just chooses Sergeant Hatred. He was in like um, what is it called? Uh, what is that called? Those like medieval torture devices where it's like your Iraq? arms. Iraq, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Iraq or something because they were torturing him for info, which he ends up admitting his name is like Nadine or Courtney. Courtney, yeah, Courtney. named after there his grandmother. Go. Named after his grandmother, and that's the info they were trying to torture him <laughs> for. And he he tells Dean not to tell anybody, which coincidentally at the end of the episode everyone loses their memory, so that worked out. Uh, but what they end up doing is because the challenger makes the rules they end up doing something like uh like it's a dated term but indian rope burn where you grab each other's arm and you like twist the skin and until like one of you gives up i guess or you take turns doing it to each other um i remember i I remember indian leg wrestling and dean uses the term indian uh, multiple times yeah. Uh, at the end of the episode, like to the point where other characters around him are cringing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're very dated because their view of the world is through their bed. They're like teaching beds or whatever they're called that like beams facts and stuff, but they're very 1960s ass. So they're, they're not supposed to be politically minded because they don't go out. They don't have a normal life, but yeah, it's like, a f- an eating contest, a rope burn con, rope burn, yeah, contest, and like a, a leg wrestling like contest, and Dean wins, and everybody cheers, and there's a new age of peace, brought on upon them, and he takes uh, um, that uh that four armed girl uh, as his his queen. And she's all like, oh, and he's like, well, what do I do now? And she's like, lead us to a new era of like, like peace and prosperity and make me your queen and like make out and stuff. (laughs) And I'm like, are we sure this is university and not high school? (laughs) Make out and stuff. And that's when the monarch strikes, comes to deliver the mutants via a tube. His whole base just floats over and... Uh, instead of delivering mutant soldiers, it delivers a whole bunch uh, of purple uh, green gas and butterflies that land on everyone and inject them with some sort of liquid, which makes them pass out and get delirious, but also um, cures them all. This is at the same time that Dr. Venture releases his gas, which is just... Um, like what is it? Roofies and uh, roofies and no, um, I have no idea. And uh, what is antibacterial stuff called? Uh, my brain is going, going here. Roofies and like antibacterial, uh, like spray or like something like that. So a little bit goes up into the um, 
the monarch's lab and as a result of the roofies and everything um everybody forgets what happened hooray no lawsuits and uh reverts back to normal but um dean and glasses girl don't remember what happened uh either um i think one of them remembers everything is it sergeant hatred i, I can't remember but I one of them so, yeah. yeah and he remembers everything um and then uh the monarch and dr girlfriend like get high off of like the gas there and dr venture is like wow i'm surprised this worked huh and they're like but what are we gonna do about the 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 energy field the shields and someone's like oh yeah we finished that weeks ago and i guess this was happening over like a term like three months um they're like yeah we finished that weeks ago it's ready to go and so when dr venture's brother shows up he's like wow gotta hand it to you you really know your your technology careful with that man that's a prized piece of venture technology and everybody wins everybody wins and there's after credit scene where um oh i didn't even all stick of around the, for that the after credit scene is um all of the monarch's henchmen and uh well it's the scene for video viewers <laughs> um it's my my background and yeah they're all just high high as fuck mm. and high uh, as fuck yeah. high as fuck well they do have wings and that's the uh that i might have the... enjoyed this more if i if i myself was high as fuck well you needed to down like dangerous levels of day quill possibly no not night quill night quill stronger but makes you sleepy and uh yeah that was uh what color is your clean suit um season five episode one of the venture bros um uh, there's that, probably that a ton of references and jokes in there that we like missed it's a thick episode um i like venture bros and to to defend siege uh it was still hard for me to <laughs> to follow <laughs> Like, I like it, and, like, I was still like, what's this character? Oh, right, right, yeah, yeah, Hatred. Oh, like, who is that? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> and I, uh, But I think we covered all the bases, all the B and C plots, and... That was the 56th episode overall. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> A riveting much. episode, for sure. Yeah, uh, clearly. Yeah, clearly. You got the, the, the birthday sickness uh yep that uh i i do indeed <clears throat> and uh that brings us to uh the end of episode 56 five five <laughs> of the laser comb podcast um i think i know but i'll ask anyway siege you just randomly for the first time in your life <laughs> caught a random episode of the venture bros would you tune in next week well let's see um uh you know maybe if i uh <laughs> maybe if there's some wasn't something else on and maybe if i you know was on like a two-week vacation or something no no i would not oh <laughs> no absolutely not no i uh had trouble following 
the show. Uh, I thought it was kind of boring, to be honest. The humor wasn't for me. Uh, I didn't laugh. I, I kind of laughed at the the closest thing I came to laughter was the whole like uh, Rocky Balboa uh, cosplay Cal Drogo thing. Like that kind of almost made me laugh, but other than that, I didn't laugh at all. The slice of life this. stuff was what I laughed at. Yeah. Like the him like sneaking over the fence to like talk to 21. Right. Oh. Uh, yeah. Eat the pennies, the pettiness of it. Whenever the stakes are lower, the the show seems to be funnier. Yeah, so this uh the show just wasn't for me. So what you're saying is you didn't feel like you've missed out. Uh no. No. And I <laughs> Maybe uh, as, I just uh, maybe I just landed on a bad episode. I don't know. Uh, as, this, we, we we could call this podcast. Uh, it, it, this podcast subtitle could be like, uh, uh, "quote We just landed on a bad episode." We the just podcast. landed on a bad episode. You, it doesn't get good until season blah blah blah. <laughs> right. Uh, as for me, uh, it reminded me that uh, I, I would tune in next week. Uh, and it reminded me of like certain blocks of cartoons on the Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. And yeah, I think I'll go back and try to watch it from the beginning. Whenever I'm looking for like a big show to like watch with my my partner from beginning to end, I'll, I'll throw this on the list. All right. Yeah, there you have it. Well, uh. Uh, Owen one, Owen one, uh, Josh, uh, apologies. I went into this wanting to, to like it. And Cal had even said that he thought that I, I might enjoy it, it, but uh, it really depended on the episode. But then as soon as I saw the runtime and like the fact that there's like an A, B, C and D plot going on with lots of characters, I was like, Ooh, yeah, this was like an hour long episode that was really dense and there was a lot going on. This was a, this was actually a bad episode to come into. Mm-hmm. And like I said, maybe a, a fine episode for someone who's watched the first 50 ish episodes, probably not for your first episode. Yeah. And indeed, like, why do you care about any of the characters or the inside jokes or, right? It's very, I'll, man, there's a lot happening. Yeah. And there you go. The well, prequel to The Archer. Put that on our bingo list of shows that we got through. <laughs> <laughs> well, that uh, has been episode 55 of the Laser Gone Podcast. Uh, best way to support a show. To support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B, where at the single $5 Gary tier, you get bonus preamble audio of this and all the other shows we do week in and week out. Uh, You get commentary tracks, you get our news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight, and you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of uh, on this very podcast, much like our patron Josh did. So if you want right. to get if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercom. Yeah, the, oh. there's very few rules, but uh we we don't do shows we've already covered on the show, and we don't do like reality game shows. Yeah. Um 
uh follow me on twitter yeah yeah so the rules are it has to be narrative based so no reality shows no sporting events no game shows etc 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 uh it needs to the show needs to be ended and it needs to be a show that we haven't covered previously because we're not gonna go back and uh revisit a show we've already covered and Even as you can, wanted to as you can hear my voice is really going right now it's uh simple we uh kill the laser comb <laughs> <laughs> uh follow me on twitter at laser comb l-a-c-o-r-c-o-m-b or people can follow you cal at at neo cal n-e-o underscore k-a-l i uh, will be back next week with episode 56 of the laser comb podcast where we are going to be continuing on with our uh, patreon sponsored block of episodes and this time we are going to be covering a pick from our longtime patron jared Ooh, jared what did you pick uh he picked something that actually kind of skirts the line uh, of he the would he oh did. i remember now so i'm gonna hit uh share screen and hopefully my computer doesn't explode like it did last time uh here we go okay Things are working fine. All right. So the show that he picked was uh, WMAC. Oh. Zoom's doing weird things now. Zoom. Zoom. So he picked WMAC Masters? Yeah. Uh, It kind of skirts the rules, but I'll talk more about that next week. And Zoom crashed again when I tried to go to the share screen so once again we're just gonna have to take my word for it so it had 20 wmac masters had 26 episodes so one between one and 26 and here we go 20 is episode 20 it's a good number Uh, that is a season two episode which would be episode 2.10 2.10 name of the or no that wouldn't actually 13 uh episode uh season, episode seven of season two bad blood the issues of the attacks and mistrust cause tension between the masters especially during their preliminary matches so why does this skirt the line or should we talk about it on the we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it next week on the next okay. episode of laser go podcast <laughs> And uh, until then, I've been The Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm Neo Cal. And thanks for listening. We will... Uh... Oh. Oh, laser comb after dark. Now, we, now we've truly gone spooky <laughs> with the lighting. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. We'll get you next week. Ah! It was kind of Skeletor-like right there. Yeah, that was more a Skeletor than than Monarch. (laughs) (laughs) What are you going to do? I even added a... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Bye-bye.